Welcome to Faithfully Unapologetic. We are your hosts, and I'm Kelly Jean Pittman, and this is my amazing and beautiful daughter, Gina. We are a mom and teen doer who are super excited to help you discover the secret to finding joy in the chaos of the everyday. We're honored to share this time with you every two weeks, while you'll learn how to break free from the cycle of anxious thoughts while moving into joy and peace on a daily basis. We'll encourage you to step into your power, find joy, and become the best version of yourself while improving your relationship with God. So please be sure to subscribe so that together we can spread joy even amongst the chaos and faithfully nurture our body, mind, and soul. You can find us on Instagram at faithfully underscore apologetic and at kellyjeanpittman.com. Thank you so much and we really hope you enjoy this week's episode. Welcome, beautiful souls. Welcome. Yes, today is podcast 15. That is kind of crazy. Okay, do you know what's even more crazy, though? We started over three times. This is our third time starting over. And what's even more? What's even more crazy is that the entire computer just shut down the the second time we started over. Uh, It shut down and didn't record anything. And we were talking about how powerful this podcast is. Yeah. And how it really made us think differently. And it really has given us a different view kind of of our world and how we have the capability to start creating change that has not happened. And the computer was plugged in, so I have no idea why it just shut down. But on another, getting back to the podcast, we're talking about what do you worship? So how would you define worship? I don't know. I mean, it's kind of a hard thing to define. I mean, when I think of worship in the church, it's you know, we're singing songs of praise and, and worship. Yes, we're worshiping. Yeah, you're exactly right that we're worshiping and praising God and, and song. And that that's like my favorite part of church. It's like, yeah. oh, my gosh, it's so amazing. I love it, especially because you're in community with people together. It totally makes a difference. It totally makes a difference because I can hear a song on the radio that I don't even like. And then when we sing it in church and I hear it on the radio again, it's like, Oh my gosh! It's like you I best love believe this song. I'd be, I'll be like, w- just worshiping in my room alone to the song no that kidding. I claimed I did it's not like, like. Right? It's like, and I get chills and I'm crying. I'm like, why is this song so this so special? Yeah. How did it change? And honest to God, it's because it's that that communion with others, right? Yeah. That that community, uh, together praising and worshiping God, that unites us and it creates this power and like this this holy presence what do you worship what do you worship and even for me i guess for a while there when i would ask that question i would easily say god for a while there in in the middle of my years here on earth i might be reluctant to mention the word jesus i feel like i also agree with you and you know i'm not that old i'm only 18 (laughs) so there's not really a middle of my life i mean there is but you know you'll get there you'll get there i'm like reaching peak no, <laughs> not reaching peak it's beautiful i love that you're starting right here and then and i had to wait so many years to get where you're at <laughs> but it, so. it's definitely i do feel sometimes reluctant to even talk about jesus with my friends or in a public area because it's so it, like society has created like christ in christianity to be taboo but it's not Right, almost like it's fantasy. I think they almost like, ha, 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 you're dumb. Yeah, (laughs) or I've definitely been labeled 
naive, gullible, and just a goody-goody. Uh, and I've been little Pollyanna. Yeah. You know. It's, it's not thinking something positive. Like or like, for we magically, ha- I magically have this happy, perfect life. Ha, 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 ha. I've been mm-hmm. through more trials than I care to even <laughs> yeah. consider. So there's just no point in judging or trying to put a story on someone. No, and it's interesting how powerful Jesus's name is, but as I've grown closer, drawn closer to him, it's just like, I am so in love with Jesus. It's like, he is so amazing. His words are so incredibly powerful. Yeah. They kind of, they, they've changed everything for me in my perspective on life. Yes. But so what do you worship? So we're going to take really deep because why the initial question is easy. I worship God. When you start digging deeper and find out maybe where you're spending your time, where you're spending your money, where you're spending your energy, we no. want to dig deep and really get at what's going on, what's really happening within us because we really want to break free and find that joy and connect to God right Mm -hmm. and move out of that anxiety piece and so it's all very complex so we did pick out a bible verse before we get started here that we think kind of ties in with where we're going with this so stick with us because we're going to help you figure out where you really what you really are worshiping so the verse is Matthew six twenty four, and it says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Wow. You cannot serve both God and money. Which money is just the example that they have given, but it can be anybody, anyone. Right. When you're talking about worshiping something, you really can't worship two things at one time. No. That's really what we're talking about, and that's what it's talking about here. Because if you try to, right, that, that, that disconnect happens. You have that, that despise, that resentment piece. Yeah. And so a lot of times when we kind of get stuck with these two different images of ourselves, we can look at it as what people sometimes call it the gap. And that gap is where you view yourself and then kind of what reality really is. Does that make sense? So like at one point in my life when I would say always that I worship God, but if you looked at my life, I wasn't going to church regularly on Sunday, which that doesn't really create necessarily a relationship with God, but it is that community and it's very important in maintaining that faith and that relationship with God. I probably didn't have a regular prayer and communication and I probably was doing activities that maybe didn't really support the fact Scandalous. 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 Don't don't let your mind get too carried away. No, okay. Please, please. But, you know, or the words I was saying maybe really weren't Christian. I'm too judgmental, which happens every single day. Yeah, and I still, still, like, not good. I struggle with as well. But but I think, hey, but I'm I'm worshiping him. I'm Christian, right? But years, you know, as I dig deep and really focus on God and really have that communication daily and that prayer daily Mm -hmm. and that communication in that church we go weekly that things have totally changed but that that's that gap it's like I say I'm here I, I kind of said I was this faithful person yeah but I really exactly wasn't that faithful person yeah and I can look back at my life then and say I was actually kind of miserable at that time mm-hmm. 
and I wasn't happy and I didn't have that joy. And so when you have that gap between reality and what you're really doing, you're going to struggle with identifying yourself. Are you this or are you that? And you're going to struggle with feelings that um, maybe don't feel that great because you are not supporting who you want to be. And it's going to create anxiety too because you're trying to put on this mask and uphold something that's not you and that's you're putting like so much energy into creating a false identity almost right that your soul really isn't aligned to typically your soul is not really even aligned to that false identity yeah and so just like when it says you can't serve both you can't serve god and money so that would be like somebody who says i love god Mm -hmm. a lot i worship god and, but this person has a career, a very successful career, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. No. But they spend all their time there. Literally, they're at work 24-7. And when they're with their family and they're with their friends who they say they love, they are working. They're not really listening to anything. So, And then they don't even go to church because they're too busy because they're working. But yet they say they worship God. It's like you're not really worshiping God because your time, energy and money isn't going there that's where all of a sudden you start resenting like it says in our bible verse right yeah one of the masters you're resenting god a lot of people can resent god we're gonna dig into that and as we do i guess right now it's uh what march but it's been kind of cold yeah i mean we were in church today good church the good church goers we are we were talking to someone in church about how just kind of brutal this last winter has been in minnesota especially it's been very very cold and with that you know it's too cold to go outside it's too cold to go visit people just whatever and so right you only have one thing to do just kidding that's not true but a lot of us gravitates towards the tv and we did as well and it's been, well, it's been 30 below, so yeah. let's just let's just throw it out there. It's like, it's Minnesota, it's 30 below. What else are you going to do besides hide underneath the blanket inside your house? And watch right? TV. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, and we're watching the Olympics, and Super which Bowl. is kind of fun. And, you know, we've got the Super Bowl, and you kind of have all these fun things going on. And the Olympics was in China this year, which was very exciting because we have somebody in our household who was born in China. Yes, we like China. It's an amazing culture. So it was very exciting. And as we're watching, we're watching all the winter sports and it's like, oh, the mountains are like amazing. They were were truly amazing. Where they had like all the skiing and the Mm -hmm. luge and all the snowboarding going on. And it was like so brilliant. But I'm like, my gosh, I can't even imagine how they got on top of those mountains. Yeah. It was kind of nuts. They had so many views of the, of the mountains. <laughs> it was crazy. Right. And then, I, and then I heard one of the announcers say that it was 30 below there. And, oh, I, you know, as I'm goodness. feeling sorry for myself, but I couldn't imagine competing in the Olympics in 30 below yeah, weather. Like to have all that pressure and then yeah. it'd be super cold. <laughs> so it's like crazy. But as I'm looking at that, and then we, we, we go to snowboarding and we go to the luge. We go to all these different things. I'm like... Well, they all have these different, like... Courses. Courses, yeah, Mm -hmm. that they're doing. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, how much money, I'm wondering, it took to get on top of that mountain Mm -hmm. in 30 below weather to, like, build these courses. That's, like, incredible that we could even be able to do that. And then we go to, like, the big nest that's in China that they made for, what, like, the 2008, maybe? Yep, 2008. Olympics, and that is brilliant looking. I know when they came out with it, the architecture was, like, amazing. Amazing absolutely and it was like wow 
that is like so much money spent. But then you go to ice skating and they have all the arenas. Um, and what, what, what's your favorite events in the Winter Olympics? I really enjoy figure skating. And Nathan Chen, mm-hmm. I think he's I think he's Chinese. But anyway, Na- he amazing. Like, it's just so cool to watch. Yeah, it's I love incredible. it. I, I love skating, and I, I kind of wanted to be a skater when I was younger, so I love to watch the figure skating. And what I was mesmerized by was the couples. Oh, I mean... They are truly amazing. But yeah, it's just, they have these incredible sets, not sets, courses for, like, all of it. And then you move into the Super Bowl, and... Yeah, we watch the Super Bowl. You have this big, giant halftime show, and then there's all these ads, and... Like, all the money viewers, spent on these ads. Um, it's kind of, like, amazing. crazy. So we're like, wow, I wonder how much all this stuff costs. Just yeah. for kicks and giggles, we went and looked it up. Yeah, and so the first thing that I researched, just to kind of give an overview, is how much about- money is spent on entertainment in general. And it said, the where I got this, said, it is estimated that Americans spend over $1 trillion dollars. For entertainment. Holy shnikes. Holy a trillion dollars. Shnikes. Oh my gosh. And that's a year. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's like mega money. That is a lot of money. And so, and then I wanted to go to like, the, go back to the Olympic Games that we were watching. Yeah. Because I was just curious about them. And in 2020, Tokyo Summer Olympics, they costed $15.4 billion. Wow. That's crazy. And then I looked at the bird nest. The bird nest is kind of amazing. And do you know how much that costs to make? Probably I can't too well to even guess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I have no idea what it looks like. Like in but, real life. It looks amazing, yeah, yeah from the outside. Uh, it says it cost, I looked it up, and it cost $460 million to build. And that was built in 2008. That's, and so yeah, well, it was built for the 2008 games, right? For right, so probably built before that. But I don't think they use it much after that. No, it's. I mean, it says that it's been mostly unused since 2008 games, and so thank goodness they got to use it again this year. Yay! <laughs> but then what we looked at was cost on upkeep on that, and it costs 10 million dollars, 10 million a year to maintain it. That is an empty building. A long time. That they don't use much. Yeah. I mean, because how many years is that? That almost seems like a waste of money, though. Right? I I can't even imagine, honestly. Yeah. And so then... Oh, oh. Oh. (laughs) I was going to go into the loop. We were still talking about Olympics. I don't know if you were still, too. Yeah. I was going to say, it cost $20 million to renovate one luge track for the Olympics. One. One track for $20 million. Well, that's what I was going to say because I love the luge. And I was thinking that there's a 50-year-old woman, like, doing the luge. I'm like, I could do the luge. But it's like, first of all, I don't know where to find a track to even practice. Exactly. How do you get into that? They go way too fast. And I wouldn't want to crash not even once. If you crash, you crash. Yeah. So so no luge for me. No Olympic luge there. But that is nuts $20 million. And that's just one event in the Olympics. Yeah, and like the, to spend all of the money on however many courses they have for two weeks, for a yeah, two-week two event, two weeks, yeah, is crazy. It's just it's just really interesting. So, like, what if you look at that money? It's like, oh, what what are we struggling with in the world today? 
Well, and a lot of people like to bring up hunger, which is obvious. It's a prevalent problem, and it's not something that's being fixed right. at all. Uh, people struggle struggle with it every day. I mean, even within our community, for sure, people don't have enough food. So it's just interesting to see how much money is spent on an event when every day we have people going hungry. Yeah. But we'll move on to, because we went and saw actually a movie, which was kind of exciting. Yes. Um, I think it was one of the first movies we saw in theater yep. kind of after COVID since it shut down. And it was very exciting because it was the new Spider-Man. We saw this like a couple days after it came out. We saw Spider-Man No Way Home a few days after it came out, and it was super exciting, but... There was hardly anybody in the movie theater. Yeah. Don't worry, we weren't too close to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> and But we wanted to just, out of curiosity, look up the budget to just that one movie. Yeah, because, you know, the Marvel movies are pretty big cinematic masterpieces. The latest Spider-Man movie cost 160 million dollars to make wow and, that, and that's just one movie and that 160 million dollars yeah for one movie and then the movie made like the movie in revenue or it made back 1.8 billion dollars wow so wow. the movie costs a fraction of what the, the movie industry made. brought in yeah so that, that's how much money it really made. Crazy. And then almost even more surprising to me is the amount of people that actually were are expected to have seen the movie right now. It's at twenty million people. It's like holy cow. Yeah, and that's, we were one of those twenty. <laughs> uh, and we are. And that and that that's a lot of people. That's a that's a big message that's going out to a large group of people. Yeah. So that is really Powerful numbers is what we're looking at. That is really, really powerful. And, okay, we were talking about this before, the Super Bowl. I, I know football, American football, is an American thing. You know, it's such a big cultural difference kind of between uh, America and the other countries. Because we're really, like, the only ones that have football. Yeah, like, I this think kind we of are. Football. Yeah, football's different. I was over in... Went to school over but in they have Wales. Soccer, like soccer is football to them. Yeah, and we went to watch football, and it wasn't football. It was like, this soccer. Is <laughs> yeah. And well. so we got into the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl, there's lots of money going in to that one day event. So that's a one day event. Yeah, I just wanted to just check in and see. I just got curious as to how much you know that one Super Bowl event was uh, yeah. for that people. Watch so just to, if you're not from America, just to kind of give you a, a range of how big the Super Bowl is to America, on average, one seventeen point one million people watch the game. Wow, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Not quite as Spider as much as Spider Man. Not no, quite as many no, as no. Spider Man. But it's close. Spider Man wins 17, 20. out. Seventeen twenty. Yeah, it's close. It's close. So. So then, oh, another a big deal. Well, one of the things that we, I used to kind of watch. I don't watch them as much anymore. But are the commercials? It's like the commercials are the best part. <laughs> uh, from a non-sport person. <laughs> yeah, mom and I are not really there for the, uh, the game. But uh, 
the Super Bowl, it's like the commercials. Um, the average cost to air a commercial during the Super Bowl is $7 million. They spend yeah. $7 million on like a 30-second spot. I guess sometimes the Super Bowl's commercials can be a little bit longer, it seems, yeah. than that. But that doesn't include the cost of making the commercial. No. Or spending the money for an endorsement. Like, that's like crazy. That is crazy. It's a big number. Another big number. Even more interesting... We just keep getting these interesting just, tidbits. Just even more money. One <laughs> after another. And we love our food and we love our party. So, you know, I kind of get this. But uh, people spent $17.2 billion in 2020 on entertaining for the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's kind of like maybe a Christmas or something dinner. <laughs> it, it is. It's, it's become a new With no big presents. Deal. Yeah. It's just I food. I want presents. It's, it's chicken just wings. food. It's chicken wings. You get chicken wings and Totinos. nachos for $17.2 billion. Yeah. Uh, and then in 2021, which was kind of the COVID year, 13, but still people spent $13.9 billion on entertaining for the Super Bowl. Right. Probably a like, little bit of a budget there. Not too many people leaving their house. Maybe yeah. they, maybe they so, don't. Only, entertain as much only about four million left or four billion thus yeah. a little bit of difference yeah but we're talking billion not even million. <laughs> that's so true that's my like, goodness that's a lot that's a big number yeah and so to kind of get into the actual pricing of how much the super bowl costs it, to put on to put right? yeah to put on so with building a new stadium so i think the super bowl like gives money to the city that uh, is going to build a new stadium or whatever. And with the like the building of a new stadium, it costs $263.6 million to put on the Super Bowl. And then without a new stadium, it still costs $13.6 million. For to have it. Yeah. 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 To so. have the Super Bowl. So lots and lots of big numbers there. Yeah. So the Super Bowl is kind of a, a money eater. <laughs> it makes lots and lots of money, probably around the world, I would suspect. Yeah. And so those are just two of the events that we are talked watching. about. We have even more. We, we have, have more. We have the Academy Awards coming up. Yes. The Oscars are kind of exciting. You know, I was on Hulu the other day. They have the behind the red carpet or whatever. I don't even know. They kind of go over some of the movies that are up to win Oscars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, wait, didn't we, we talked about this. The Academy Awards and the Oscars are the same thing. Yes, they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's kind of sounded like I corrected you. Like, that's the Oscars. No, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You win the Oscar. So yeah. that is the Academy Award. So it's, they're kind of interchangeable, I think. Yeah. But to put on that event, and that doesn't even include the movies mm-hmm. that they're making, which we already looked at how much Spider-Man was, but just to put on that one event... Uh, that's one day. That's for the movie industry. Uh, it cost $44 million for that one event. Yeah, that was the money spent in 2020. And they're probably going to get bigger and grander as the years go by. But that's a lot of money for a one-night event. Yeah, that's huge, huge. That Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> and so, and staying in consistency with that and moving on to popular TV shows, uh, we just wanted to just take a little peek at how much money, you know, they were making compared to the movies. And so it says a popular TV show has an average budget of $4 million per
per episode. Yeah, and that's TV shows like The Big Bang Theory, Friends, and Game of Thrones, and, you know, you get the idea of yeah, kind of TV shows. I haven't watched any of them, so I have no many. I, I don't I don't know any of these. Well, I, uh, I know them, but, like, I haven't watched any of them Yeah, either. I know them. I haven't watched them either, so I don't know how many episodes that is, but even if they had 10, if you take 10, that would be $40 million for one season. Yeah. That's a lot of... That's a lot of money to make. So, I don't know. Do you see anything where maybe our, our priorities are as a society? The pattern is pretty strong, I would say. <laughs> we like to be entertained, I think. Yes. A lot. And this is not to cast judgment at all because we are also... We love our movies. We like our movies. A we lot. do like our movies. We do like our movies. Nothing better than a girls' movie night or family sure. movie night, right? But it's just to kind of get us thinking, like, where do we want to? Do we want to be putting our energy and our money into entertaining ourselves all the time? Right. It's like how much money are we putting into that? Yeah. And for me, I think about what are what is the environmental cost, you know, for all of these sets that are being made in the movie industry? And like, Yeah, I never even thought of that yeah. before. It's kind of like, what, right, all these big sets? I mean, they, they set them all up. It's like real working stuff and real yeah. homes and it cities is like that real. they recreate. Mm-hmm. But do they just, like, destroy it and crumble it and, like, throw it into a dumpster and then create a new one? Um, yeah, or maybe burning it, and that creates a lot of fumes. Yeah. So the environmental we obviously cost. have no idea what they do. No, exactly. <laughs> but we're, we're questioning. Yeah. Like, what is the it's environmental like, cost for all of this, the materials the and resources of, being used for entertainment? Right, for the sake of entertainment. How could I, as an individual... Maybe allocate my money somewhere else to better in the environment. Right. When all this is continually happening yeah, all the time. It's like this big cycle. It's like, can we even make a difference, right? It's, yeah. And it kind of seems like sometimes we're alone, but we're, we're, we're just trying from. to bring awareness. Yes. And then just we're going to move into a little bit of the darker side of entertainment. Yes. A touchy um, subject, possibly. Uh, yeah, one that is just, I, I find, I personally am shocked by the numbers. Yeah, uh, I am too. I remember we, because we did the research together and stuff, and just picking out what we wanted to talk about, and this is something that's very sad. And it's, just, and it's, and it's dear to my heart. It's just, it, and it's happening to our children, and it it's really upsetting to me when I first found out about this and I hear it from parents who have little children in school and that they they have access to this and right now we're talking about porn yes and what I was shocked to find out was that porn consists of 30 percent of all data downloaded from the web 30 percent like even if it was 10 percent that's still a lot but 30 percent Yes. That is a lot of, that's a lot of data. That's a lot of data. Remember how much we love our movies? You know, you got Netflix and Amazon. um, Mm -hmm. And Twitter, you know, I don't know. Does anyone use Twitter anymore these days? Yeah, people use Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I don't use Twitter and I don't think mom uses Twitter either. No, lots of people use Twitter. Outside of that circle. (laughs) But a very common fact that I've read many places is that porn gets more visitors than Netflix 
Amazon, and Twitter combined. And there's a lot of people going to Amazon and Netflix. And it's there, like, I, there's it's probably huge. a lot of Twitter users too. Huge. Yeah. So I, I'm like, it's like more. And I'm like in shock. It's like, how? Uh, and even most disturbing to me is this one. And, I, and I've heard this, uh, you know, a couple times as well. I think I've heard this one too. It says that a study revealed that by the age of 10, a child by the age of 10, just going into double digits, a hundred, a hundred percent of the children will have seen porn because of the access they have to their screen that devices. Is really, really sad. It is really sad. And what is worse is that since I work in brain training and I, and I kind of study the brain mm-hmm. and that is kind of my area of expertise and we actually change the brain by using screens. But what research has found is that porn actually changes the brain and that addiction is so significant that, okay, first you have to understand that the brain, what we have discovered in the last decade or two, is that the brain is what they call plastic. So it's plasticity. And this means that the brain can change. It's amazing. And we know that from the work that we've done, yeah. you know, in the places you've been, I've been, mm-hmm. that we can change the, change our brain and move out of these difficult places that we have been in. But what they've found is that research has found is that the brain I mean that the brain that porn can damage the brain so significantly that it's they can't change it. Wow, that's crazy. That that is crazy. If it, it's like it's it's like nuts. That that's how that's the impact that porn has on a child's. Think of a child's developing brain. Then, um, not only that, it's not a child's developing brain is very vulnerable because it's constantly changing. So it is more open to kind of damage basically. Mm-hmm. And so this is a really, really alarming yeah. fact that I am reading. It's like it could destroy a child's brain, making it much more difficult for them to function and break free from addiction. Mm-hmm. And another uh, thing that I became aware of just this year was that they're the number one sex trafficking event in the U.S. Do you want to take a jab? We've talked about it a lot, which kind of gives you a hint. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is the number one sex trafficking event in the U.S. It's like... And we put all the money into it. We put so much money into hosting the number one sex trafficking event. I mean, like, and even, like, celebrating it. So, it's right, is that really what we want to do? Is that really what I want to do? I don't know. Is that really what you want to do? You know... Where does that leave us? What it, what it brings us to is really we need to ask ourselves some questions. It's like, where do we spend our money? Where do we spend our time? Where do we spend our energy? And this can even come down to a simple thing as um, I looked up uh, how much people spend on a phone, the average cost of a phone, and which, you know, everybody deems as necessary in our society right now. Yeah. But how much money are we really spending on it? And it said, for two years of use of a smartphone, uh, we spend almost $4,000 on the use of one phone. Wow. So you take a family of four, times it by, what, 4,000 times four? That's $16,000. That for is a lot of money. Two years. Like, is Holy that much cow. money worth <laughs> a phone? And, and so that includes the phones, and that includes, like, the service yeah. and all the fees that go around it. But it's kind of mind-blowing to me. It's like, wow. 
it's like, that's a lot of money. And so as we look at this, it's like, what does that mean to me? You know, as a society, we have this collective whole. We have this collective community. And do you think by the numbers that we talked about tonight, do you think that represents the priorities of what we support as a community? I mean, it shows us where we're putting our money. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And you said it right there. It shows us where we're putting our money. And so can we make a change can we make a difference where where do we want to put our money it's like can it gets a lot it's easy to say hey you know i'm just one person i can't change all that right i just want to have fun let me do what i want to do it's not going to make a difference but can it make a difference it's really the question that we ask right because it really comes down again to what do you really worship again where is your money Where's your time? Where's your energy? And so, you know, as I look at it for myself, are there ways that I can improve? Yes. For sure. Absolutely. I want to worship God and I want to worship the principles in the Bible. Mm-hmm. What is a way that I can do that? And you might be asking that same question. Yeah. And so... We do have a Bible verse to kind of help guide us in this. It's like, first we have to become aware. So, and that's really what this podcast is all about. It's really like to dig deep and it's like, really, where am I spending my money? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of confess a little bit here and say that one area for me is I am concerned about local businesses and I want to spend my money there. But with, you know, this last year or two, I've spent a lot more money online than I ever have, as opposed to moving and getting out of the house and going into the stores. And it's like, if I were to ask myself, it's kind of that gap. Do I support local businesses? Yes, I do. I'm 100% there. In our spirit. Uh, and it's like, but wait a second. What do my actions support? Yeah. Is it supporting that? It's like, well, no, not really. There's room for improvement. And so you've got to weigh your pros and cons. But our whole point is if you don't ask this question, you will never know. Yeah. You will never be able to change. You're just going to be oblivious. Right. You're never, you're never really going to find that joy yeah. if you have a huge gap between what you think you're doing and what you're really doing. Yeah. So to help with that, we have a Bible verse. Did you want to read that verse or? Sure. Okay. So the last verse that we have comes from Romans, which is my favorite, personally my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, you stole my favorite book. Uh, Get it back. definitely not true because I <laughs> was up in Romans, loving it, and then you were like, oh, I like this verse no. in Romans. Yes. My verse was first. Mm-mm. But anyways. No, it wasn't, but she's... The good thing God gave it thinning. to us. Good thing God gave it to us all. Yeah, so. why we... Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's great. We both have the same favorite book. The verse... Is Romans 8 5. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. All right. I love that. It ties in directly with what we're talking about. Um, so it's like those who live according to the flesh in this material world, the mind, were set on the material desires. Yes. And so and that's where, like, where all this money we talked about and all these events and entertainment, that's what the world does, right? 
Yeah. So if you're focused on that, it's very we just we just flow into it super easy. Yeah. Just keep going. Yeah. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have spirit desires. Yeah. And you may be asking, what are those desires? Yeah. What is a spirit desire? Yeah. Which we talked about the fruit of the spirits in praying with a spiritual focus. So that was great... podcast 11. So if you want to, you know, go back to that one. Yeah, we did. This one of... compliments this one really well. Yeah. Dig into deep that one pretty good. Yeah. But And the fruits of the spirit are love joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. And so those are what the spirit desires. And when you have your mind set on the spirit, those are the kind of things you're going to want to desire, which leads to much more joy, much more contentness, and you're going to struggle less with anxious thoughts. Right. Absolutely. That, so that really is the key right there, the, the, the fruits of the spirit. So you want to bring that into your life and be focused on the things that bring those things into your life. Yeah. You want to live in the real world as opposed to kind of that entertainment aspect. Yes. It's not that you can't do the entertainment and entertain, you know, take part of it, but you want to watch how much money and time and energy you're spending with that. Right? Yes. For sure. And so I really like this one too, before we close out another Bible verse, just to help us kind oh, of yeah. stay for sure. on target, stay on focus. And I have Philippians 4, 8, and it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so, and we might have even had that, I think. We in, did. I, I think we probably. With the spiritual focus. I think we also had that one in the spiritual focus as well. But it's so powerful because it gives, tells us exactly what we should be focusing on, what God wants us to focus on, right? Yeah, and that's going to create a better idea of how to worship God too. Because when we're patient, when we're kind, when we are desiring what the Spirit wants, we are putting energy into what God wants, ultimately worshiping him. Right. And it talks about praiseworthy right there. Is it praiseworthy? Are you spending time on things that are not praiseworthy? Yeah. Um, up in the elements with God. That is really important to ask. It is very important. And so, and what we have found, I guess, to sum it all up right here and now, we yeah. can sum up this podcast. When we rest in God's presence, when we truly worship God, um, with our energy, with our mind, with what we do, and with our money, um, even our money, you know, accounts for that. Yeah. Then we receive a joy that no one can take away from you. And honestly, I've found that joy. And that kind of is what really makes me faithful is that joy that a lot of people don't even understand, honestly. Yeah. But it's just this connection to God and this peace. Yeah. Where... I can find joy in him more than in any movie or any, you know, event in this physical world. Yeah. And it this... comes from worshiping him, worshiping right. him and spending it, time with him. It absolutely does. Yeah. I mean, that's where, where we put that presence. And so. And why um, would you not want to invest in something that's going to make you feel better? That's going to bring right. joy. That's going to bring peace. It's going to bring just goodness and richness to your life. Absolutely. And, you know, um, it brings me to a point and just tying kind of everything together. And I don't know, um, Neil Donald 
Balsh, who wrote Conversations with God. In his book, he said that God had mentioned that, said that we have everything here on earth, or we have all the resources we need here on earth to fix all our problems. When I first read that, I thought it was kind of, no way. Yeah. Like, it's like we don't. Oh, we are kind of naive to think that. Yeah, we have so many problems. But as we've just gone through this whole podcast and looked at where all this money. Where we're putting our money. Uh, so much money. It's like, holy crap. It's like, I get it. Yeah. I so get it. It's like, we do, I believe, have everything we need to fix our world problems, but we really need to get focused on what we really want, right? Yeah. What is true? What is praiseworthy? What is good? Yeah. And look at some of these Bible verses that we had talked about and God pointing us to truth. For sure. And so I think that kind of sums it up, right? I think so. I think with that, we're going to close out. So it we just kind of dug deep and just what are you really worshiping? Yeah. And, and how can maybe start thinking about how you can close that gap? Right. Close that. It's important to close that gap between reality, what you want to be, who you want to be. Yeah. And um, where you're at. Yeah. And so and only you can answer that question. For sure. Don't let anyone tell you what and you are. And start making that change. <laughs> but if each one of us starts looking deep within and seeing where we want to be, where we want to, what we want to praise, who we want to worship, and stick with that truth and that love, it only takes a couple people to start start shifting. Yeah. Shifting sure. the world and the collective. Yeah. So we need you. Yes, we do. Okay, I'm going to close this out in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for this time and your presence. Thank you for just bringing all these listeners here. And I hope that, I pray that they are able to pull something from this and that they hear what you want them to hear. God. Amen. We live in a world that is always going and so busy and trying to top themselves with the next big thing, the next big event and I pray that we're just able to focus on you instead of the material world mm-hmm. because Satan yes. is out there. He is just ready to devour and mm. trying to trick us and tell us mm-hmm. lies and what we need. But God, you tell us what we need and what we need is you. What we need Amen. is yes. to focus on you and focus on the people that we're with and just be content knowing that you are up in heaven just orchestrating and I pray that we are able to give you back the throne that we are able to give the praise back to you to come back to the creator and to just sit in your presence because that is what's going to bring us ultimate joy peace and we are going to be so much more filled instead of the world which is not giving us something substantial back Right. God, we love you and we praise you. Amen. Amen. Dear God, beautiful. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus moving yes. forward. Um, that's beautiful. Thank you. So if you, we would like to know what you think about this podcast. Yes, we would love love to hear your comments. So go ahead, wherever you're listening at, go ahead and post a comment. Yeah. You can follow us on Instagram. At faithfully underscore apologetic. Send us a DM if you need um, prayers or anything. Go ahead and message us. Any yeah. ideas, thoughts? Yeah. Whatever you we got would, rambling around in your really head. We really need to hear what you guys think. We would love to hear what you guys think. 
Yes. And so until next time, and faith and love, Jaina and Kelly. Bye.